so welcome back to Two Jane Doe's. We've Hi. had some changes that we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to start doing just 10 episodes at a time and then taking a week off just to keep our own sanity. Yep, yep. Because keep in mind, we are also full-time, nine-to-five workers that, while they might not be the best, we do have social lives outside of work. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> But yeah, we thought that a 10 episode run and then taking a break uh, would be best for us. And it's not necessarily breaking it into like season one, season two, because I don't, I don't think we're really going to do anything like that. But a 10 episode run, then taking a break so we can plan future things for you guys is what's going to work best for us. Absolutely. So we hope that you still tune in with us every Monday at listen to any new cases that yep. we may cover. Yep. yep. Also, as we gear up for spooky, thankful gifting season, hitting that November, October, November, December stretch, we're trying to plan some fun, more interactive stuff for you guys, stuff that's going to involve our community and some more outreach type of stuff of work that we can include you guys in on so make sure that you're listening and following our facebook because that's where we're going to post everything that you need to know exactly and if the facebook has been slagging blame it on emily yeah because i'm just the tech over here i don't do that social media she stuff she just rolled her eyes at me <laughs> it's my fault it's my bad Sometimes I just forget that the Facebook page even exists until I get like, oh, one new view or one new follow. I'm like, oh, I probably should work on that. (laughs) But I think that's all of our updates for you guys right now. So I guess we could just go ahead and dive on into the episode. Right. So tell me, what do you pack in a suitcase? Let's talk about it. Honestly, I don't have a suitcase. You don't own a suitcase? I don't own a, I don't own a single suitcase. Well, I'll tell you what. I definitely don't put body parts in my suitcase. You yeah, know, me I, neither. I pack normal stuff in a suitcase or a duffel bag. You know, clothes, your toiletries. Yeah, standard socks, underwear, outfits, pajamas. But that was not the case for Mr. Izzy Sagawa, who is known as the Celebrity Cannibal. He was born in April of 1949 in Kobe, Japan, to very wealthy parents. He was born premature and developed a small intestine disease. However, he did manage to survive that but he did suffer fragile health growing up. He grew to love literature and attended schools throughout Japan, developing the desire to experience cannibalism as early as first grade after seeing a male's thigh. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Hold up. You just went from zero to a hundred real quick. So, he just saw a, his homie's thigh, like in P.E. And was like, that looks juicy as shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, he was just kind of like, I, I wonder what that tastes like. Making a bite out of that thigh. I think, like, okay, I'm trying to put my mind in a place where if I were to be a cannibal or want to possibly try being a cannibal, like, I would want, I would want to see something gory, not just somebody's thigh. Like. Well, I mean, you got to think. He's in the first grade. Yeah, but I mean, I would want to see somebody get hurt and then, like, see, like, meat exposed before I'm like, hmm. Yeah, that looks like mom's pork chops. Probably good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not just going to be like, ooh, that looks juicy. Well, I want to bite it. <laughs> well, I mean, on top of that, he he did, it. you know, it was reported that he also partook in bestiality with the family dog. So, you know, it's really hard to say if what he experienced as a child being born premature and having to deal with all these health problems kind of messed up some stuff in his brain. I don't oh. know. Which also, time out, if you have the TikTok app and you use it as frequently as I know both of us do, came across a TikTok that said to Google the art of zoo. Nope. A-R-T of zoo. C-O-O. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just don't. I saw the TikTok and I was like, I am intrigued. And me and my husband both looked at it last night, and I was like, "Eh." and he was like, I've seen worse. Yeah. Boo. So, I was both deeply disturbed by what I saw and what my husband said, so that was nice. (laughs) Mm. No. Oh, God. However, you know, despite all of these very strange feelings he was experiencing, he did continue to complete school, and he actually went on to obtain a master's degree in English literature. I'm not knocking it, but I don't think I could ever get a, like, I don't want a master's degree as it is now, but I don't think I could go on to get a master's degree in something like English Lit. No, it sounds very boring to me. Didn't that ever blow your mind, like, while you were in college? There's like, oh, what's your major? Math. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. I don't do math. Why? I still be. I feel like. Things you could pick. Right. I be. I be still be using a calculator. What's two plus two? Even though I know it's four, but I gotta double check myself. Preaching to the choir. (laughs) So at age twenty-four, while he was attending college at Waco University in Tokyo, he followed a tall German woman home. He broke into her house while she was asleep and had intentions of eating her. He wanted to slice off part of her buttocks and sneak away with it. However, thank God, she woke up and pushed him to the ground. Sagawa was captured by police and charged with attempted rape, never confessing to his true intentions. The rape charges were dropped after his father paid a settlement to the victim. Which, this makes me think, like, a couple things. One, we know his family's rich, so they're probably used to sliding hush money. Right. But two, this girl's just 
She was just fine with taking the money and piecing out. Yeah. Now that I've stuttered my way through that. Sorry, listeners. You gotta deal with it. Um, I probably would. Like, low-key. If somebody tried to, like, cut my butt off what little there is, I'd be like, you got 35000 Pay my student debt? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never found anything that said, like, how much his family actually paid to the victim. And, I mean, that just was pretty much it. They... She got paid off. That was it. Done. Yeah. I just, mid-thought, like, mid-train of thought, I found myself being like, how is she just going to take the money? And then I was like, ding, I have debt. I would probably take the money. And, I mean, yeah, she's in, you know, she was probably in school, the same college that he attended. So why not just take that money, finish your degree, and get the fuck out of there? Yeah, I don't blame you. I've got a bachelor's, and I've got student debt, and it's... I'm on one of those revised payment plans, like, that's driven by your income, and I haven't paid a single dime on my student debt since I graduated in 2016. Girl, I pay every month. Mm. Too much money. Too much debt. See, that's the thing that... Anyways, we won't go We won't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, by age 27, Sagawa moved to Paris to obtain his PhD in literature. And it is reported that Sagawa would bring home prostitutes every night and try to shoot them, but he could never pull the trigger. It's, it's a little bit... It's, it's just kind of like, you know, you want to be a cannibal, but it's almost like he didn't have the gut or the heart to actually do it. Or maybe... You know, he was trying to practice, and it still just wasn't working out for him. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's got to be some kind of mental... I want to say there's some kind of mental disorder there, but there's also, like, some kind of mental block that even though he... Like, his curiosity... His curiosity is piqued by these things, he's too chicken shit to actually go through with it. But psychologically this could be really exciting to look at yeah because i mean one of the things that i couldn't find was like you know how often was he bringing home a prostitute you know what did those prostitutes look like like there was nothing to really gauge you know did he actually have a specific type or maybe he didn't ever find his specific type and that's why he couldn't pull the trigger like i don't really know yeah but then again like i said psychologically it could be he has some kind of like moral standards that were preventing him from doing that for a period of time. You know, the law. Uh, what am I trying to think? The law of the land, I guess. You know, it would prevent him from doing that because of the possible consequences. Should he get caught? so much. And I mean, he seems like he's a pretty smart person, considering the fact that he's going to get a PhD. So, I mean, maybe he didn't want to compromise that. That's true, too. He had goals and things he maybe wanted to attain and killing somebody's not gonna look good. Yet he still just had that thought of, I want to eat somebody, just dangling in the back of his head. Which... Thank God I got tattoos, because at least Jeffrey Dahmer wouldn't have ate me. Not to say that all cannibals don't, like, eat people with tattoos, but at least in that case, I would have been safe. 
get to the next Jibber Dahmer comes along. <laughs> right. So, unfortunately, his time of not pulling that trigger comes to an end because at age 32, he commits his one and only gruesome murder. Sagawa invited his classmate, Rini Hartfelt, a Dutch woman, to dinner at his apartment under the pretext of translating poetry for a school assignment. However, his true intentions were to kill and eat her. Having selected her for her health and beauty, characteristics he felt he lacked as he considered himself weak, ugly, and small, and he claims he wanted to absorb her energy. You know, as crazy as this sounds, I was actually getting ready to say that because I immediately started thinking, of like all the Japanese video games and stuff we get. Mm -hmm. Like how every time you kill an enemy or something, like you always absorb something. Right, right? yeah. A little freaky, freaky He's stuff. trying to like get her essence. Mm. She was only 25 years old at the time. And after Rini arrived, she began reading poetry at a desk with her back turned to Sagawa. And he turned and shot her in the neck with a rifle. And he claims that he fainted after the shock of shooting her, but awoke with the realization they had to carry out his plan. So that was like a very heated the moment. I mean, I can just picture it in my head. Like, you shoot a gun and then you just pass out. Like... <laughs> that would be... It's not funny, but the image... Sagawa had sex with her corpse, but he could not bite into her skin because his teeth were not sharp enough. So he left his apartment and purchased a butcher knife. Sagawa consumed various parts of Rini's body over the course of four days, starting with her hips and legs and eating most of her breasts and face, either raw or cooked, while saving other parts in his refrigerator. During interviews, Sagawa noted that he was surprised at the corn-collared nature of human fat and described the human flesh as soft and odorless like tuna. I don't know about you, but I think that tuna has a bit of a smell. I mean, it's not completely odorless. And that's just gross just to compare human flesh to freaking fish. For listeners, I'm making a face that's like very confused slash slightly disgusted. But maybe like I know fish markets, open air markets, that's kind of a popular thing mm -hmm. in Japan. So maybe like fresh tuna, like fresh caught tuna displayed in a market, maybe it doesn't have that smell of like star kissed tuna that I'm thinking of. I don't eat tuna anyway. Oh well I mean that tuna's already cooked. Right, so you this know what would I mean? be raw tuna. Right, so yeah. maybe he's describing the raw flesh like raw tuna, and it, which I still think every fish has some kind of smell, but okay. Mm. We'll go with a Sagawa. Sagawa also took photographs of Rennie's body at each eating stage, and he attempted to dump the remains of her corpse in a lake, carrying her dismembered body parts in two suitcases but was caught in the act and arrested by French police. Wee wee. <laughs> wee wee, motherfucker. <laughs> so yeah, that's, um... Did he also... I just kind of wonder, did he 
get the remaining parts they left in the fridge and put them in the suitcases? Or did he keep them in the fridge to eat later? Like... I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't specifically come out and say, but I would imagine that if he was trying to dispose of her body, of her remains, that he probably had either already eaten, tried, sampled, if you will, had a tasting of Rennie, <laughs> and wanted to get any evidence that she had ever been there out of his apartment. That's possible, but so, you can't clean blood up very well, for one, so he, he, didn't, he wouldn't have had that going for him. I mean, if he cleans anything like me, you're definitely getting arrested. <laughs> Without a doubt, you're getting arrested. Because <laughs> my cleaning, like, if I'm ever arrested for murdering somebody, you know it's because I did it at my house, and my house is just wrecked. Oh my god. Because I'm definitely, like, as long as I can't see it, it doesn't exist type person. Mm-hmm. I'm the person that, like... I'll try to Marie Kondo my house. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I'll shove stuff in a closet. As long as I can't see it, it doesn't exist. I mean... Which is also why every white person... I can speak to the white people. Every white person has a junk drawer in their kitchen. I also feel like that's just a southern thing, too. Could be. But I have, like, six junk drawers in my house. I have one. And it's got random stuff. It's got, like, the mini packs of Kleenexes. Why they're there, I don't know. I don't even use them. Some of them are missing. I don't know where the packs went because I don't have them in my purse. I don't carry them on the regular. I've got loose batteries that have just fallen out of the pack. I'm pretty sure the empty pack is still in there, too. I just got mad because I picked it up and they all fell out. I've got three M strips in there. That's why it's called a junk drawer. Mini trash bags. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it happens. But you don't have human remains in there, so we'll count that as a plus. I don't. That's, mm. that's fair. So after his arrest, his wealthy father provided a top lawyer for his defense. Of course. And after being held for two years without trial, the French judge found him obviously legally insane and unfit to stand trial and ordered Sagawa to be held indefinitely in a mental institute. Following a visit by the author, Inahiko Yumota, Sagawa's account of the murder was published in Japan with the title In the Fog. And this is where he gains his celebrity type of face. Like, let's just back it up for a minute. The judge was just like, obviously, you're crazy. No indication in this research that he was, you know reviewed or evaluated by a psychologist just the judge is like ha 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 you're obviously crazy yeah yeah there wasn't any information about whether he was like actually seen by a psychologist and diagnosed with anything it was just that the judge was like yeah this guy's crazy yeah also p.s any French listeners we have, do not be mad. I'm literally thinking of, like, Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> so, the subsequent publicity and Macbe celebrity of Sagawa likely contributed to the French authorities' decision to have him extradited to Japan. And upon arrival in Japan, he was immediately taken to Matsuzawa Hospital, 
where examining psychologists all found him to be sane, but evil. Which, going back, if y'all saw my read on our Instagram, The Anatomy of Evil, it's a pretty good read. It's a a psychologist who develops, like, this whole, like, timeline or writing skill for evil. So maybe he fits on that scale somewhere. I'm sure he has, like, 20 different points he could fall at. However, Japanese authorities found it to be legally impossible to hold him because they lacked certain important papers from the French court. So, as a result, Sagawa checked himself out of the mental institution on August 12th, 1986, and he has been a free man ever since. So you just got this cannibal guy walking the streets of Japan because the French court didn't send proper documentation with him when he was taken back to Japan from France. Moral of the story, if you're born to wealthy parents in Japan, you can go to Paris and kill a girl and eat her and get away with it. Not really, actually. Hashtag don't try this at home. But... I mean, I think, you know, his dad being able to line the pockets of a really good attorney helped him there. Oh, the for sure. The fact that the French court held him for two years and never had a trial. And they just looked at him like, yeah, you crazy. And then they sent him back to Japan. And if Japan has no type of documentation on anything, what are they going to do with it? You can't just, you just hold can't somebody. Hold yeah. So after his release between 1986 and 1997, Sagawa was frequently invited to be a guest speaker and commentator. And in 1992, Sagawa appeared in an exploitation film as a sadosexual voyeur. Sagawa has also written books about the murder he committed and has written restaurant reviews for a Japanese magazine called Spa. Could you just imagine reading a review from a cannibal? Like This is like Hannibal Lecter at your dinner party. <laughs> oh, yes. This uh, just didn't taste quite as well as it should have compared to the human flesh I ate a few years back. He ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> Who would even listen to his Well, he gained so much publicity, though. I mean, yeah, but that's a... He's not, like, somebody on the Travel Channel going and trying different foods. He shot a Dutch girl in the neck with a hunting rifle. But wouldn't you want to know what the cannibal has to say about restaurant food? No. I mean, I think it would be quite interesting to read some of the stuff that he put in some of these restaurant reviews. Yeah, because I would be I would be very frustrated if I sat down and I, like, had a copy of the spa. And I'm sitting there flipping through the pages like, oh, look, Isigawa wrote a review on Olive Garden. He said the, the oysters tasted too mucousy and like crap. Oh, meanwhile, he just ate some Dutch girl's thigh... And was surprised that it had a corn color. No. 
I take soup and salad and breadsticks all day long. I don't need you to tell me about it. I don't know. I think it would be pretty neat to see what he would have to say. Anyhoozle, Sagawa can no longer find publishers for his writing, and he has struggled to find employment. Boo-hoo. Sagawa was nearly accepted by a French language school because the manager was impressed by his courage and using his real name, but employees protested and he was rejected. They ain't gonna let you back in, homie. But they almost did. I mean, you gotta think, though. You, you have... Your name is pretty much tainted. Like, you're pretty much fucked on getting a new job or anything like that, but you don't have any other choice with that. Like, you can't just go and change your name and change your life like that so the only way that he's going to try to obtain employment regardless of his parents being wealthy who I'm sure would have supplied for him you gotta try yeah but this is different than like some meth slinger who did a B&E and since released from prison they've been sober for six years and they're, they're in the church and they're trying to rebuild their life and they're trying to get a job at McDonald's flipping burgers. That's different than saying, hey, listen, I know the last time I was in your country, I shot a bitch in the neck with a rifle and I ate her. But can I come back so I can go to the school? That's a little different. But he hasn't killed anybody since her. And I guess they're, I mean, I'll agree with you on that one. You know, he hasn't shown like a repeat offense and it could be what they call quote unquote a crime of passion he got the person he wanted even though there was nothing really special about Rennie other than you know she was beautiful she seemed healthy which that could be anybody yeah beauty subjective health somebody could have hep C and you don't even know it facts but I mean all of that's relative, so at the end of the day, there's nothing particularly special about her other than her outward appearance to him. So maybe he wouldn't do it again, but that's... That's chance. I'm just saying. You that it sounds to... like this French language school was willing to take. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So in 2005, Sagawa's parents passed away, and he was actually prevented from attending their funeral but repaid their creditors and moved into public housing. Sagawa received welfare benefits for a time, and in an interview with Vice Magazine in 2011, Sagawa said that being forced to make a living while being known as a murderer and cannibal was a terrible punishment. So it sounds like he has taken, you know, having to live his life as a cannibal, you know, being known for being a cannibal and a murderer was punishment enough for him. Good. Just kind of like I've repented. Haha. <laughs> Maybe. But that's like there was, a, there was a case of, I want to say the girl was like 12 at the time. She had a boyfriend who was in his 20s. Like she, it was a crazy case. I can't even remember the, the names or people involved. But she had talked this guy, her boyfriend, into killing, helping her kill her parents and her younger brother because she wanted away from this family. Because she was also like big goth girl, rebellious, that kind of scene. 
and he ended up getting like super doped up and drunk. He killed her mom and dad, and uh, he took the fall for those two murders. And she's the one that killed her younger brother. She actually says like she tried to strangle him, but he fought her. So then she stabbed him, and she's free. Like she's out walking around the living population wherever she is. She's changed her name and all this stuff, but I mean yeah, 12 year old who like plotted to kill her entire family and actually did kill her brother is some Betty Crocker housewife I'm sure now. Well you know she's got to live with the fact that she done that and maybe one day karma will catch up to her because in a way karma kind of caught up with Sagawa because in 2013 he was hospitalized from a cerebral infraction which permanently damaged his nervous system and he now lives alone and needs daily assistance which is provided by his younger brother or from other caregivers at the time he claimed to have regretted the obsession of cannibalism and he is now 72 years old and has not committed another murder since Rini. Oh, homie, I guess you can. If you're bed-bound and need daily assistance. Yeah, you kind of just stuck. Unless you want to start eating yourself. Burn. So yeah, karma kind of caught up to him. I don't know exactly what happened to cause such a bad infraction. I don't know, man. Medical marvels and mysteries. But, I mean, he could, he could have been in fragile health from, you know... Oh. From, from the time he was born, he had all those issues. Yeah. So, I'm sure it's not just something that goes away. Clearly, he did not absorb any type of essence from eating. Rini's beautiful, healthy body didn't help him out any at all. I will live forever! I mean, maybe he should took the... Cerebral infraction. The witchy side of it and, like, bathed in it bathed in her blood or something. Oh, God. So, yeah. Don't eat people. It's It's not not worth it. Not a good idea. It's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not like butchering a pig or a cow. There's just so much more that goes into it. Plus, you go to jail for that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, let us know. What do you guys pack in your suitcases? Hopefully you won't tell us it's dismembered body parts. Thanks for listening to Two Jane Does. I'm Emily. And I'm Kayla. Remember to tune in every Monday now at 8 p.m. as we dive into a new case. Please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a good review. Catch us on Facebook at 2 Jane Does, where you can find updates on our episodes and links to our other social media accounts. If you have any cases that you want us to cover and go into detail with, you can leave us a message there.